You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Go, 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 go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. Tyler. Gordy. We're here again. Yay. Do you like how this one started off right? Yeah, we got back in the saddle. We need to buy saddles first. We do. That's disingenuous. Mm. We're back in the creaky wooden chairs. <laughs> yeah. And the one falling apart desk chair. So we only have two wooden chairs in this whole apartment. <laughs> That'll change someday. Dare to dream. <laughs> um, Who wants to explain this week what we do on the show? Tyler, it's been a while since you've told us. You're going to read a story to us. Yeah. This week it was recommended by someone. Yep, you guys do not get a choice this time. Sorry if you had some kind of weird metric by which to choose your story. I have plenty. (laughs) You just keep a notebook by your bed? No, they just pop up when the show starts. Okay. As if ghosts are telling me. (laughs) I hope they are. It's just a uh, small legion of ghosts who have nothing better to do in their afterlife than If there are ideas. ghosts, I hope they're friendly. <laughs> and that means they like listening to this. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there are ghosts, they would have to be friendly because nothing terrible has gone wrong. And we have done this for 79 weeks. Wow. Well, Way to jinx the crap out of that. Next week, our microphone will just catch fire while we're recording. The ghosts had never considered tampering with the electronics before we have another one (laughs) don't tell the ghosts that it's fine do your worst ghosts anyway once you're gonna read us a story gordy and i have never heard it uh and then we're gonna talk over you because we want to stop hearing it immediately (laughs) (laughs) because it hurts us it's gonna be a bad probably a bad story is it gonna be a weird fairy tale uh we're gonna pick apart all the plot holes in it and anything that we find to be subpar and replace it with better stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're gonna field strip this this <laughs> fairy tale, and we're gonna plug better stuff in, into the holes. We're basically turning it into a Genji. Yeah, and then uh, afterwards, we'll turn it into a movie. Maybe sometimes, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. This is MTV's Pimp My Ride for fairy tales. Welcome <laughs> to the Dreamatorium. All right, well, this week uh, our story was recommended by uh, Jenna Stegerwalt. I did get an email yelling at me for mispronouncing the name, so hopefully... We're going to go with that. Hopefully I got it. <laughs> and she is a Shakespeare teacher, so she knows about... She knows more than we do. Some literature. About these things. At least one kind of literature. At least Shakespeare. Shakespeare referenced a lot of folk tales, so... Yeah, it's almost... We're getting... Yeah. This is as close to, I think industry approval as we have gotten or maybe ever will get so i kind of i just want it on record we have yet to see torches and pitchforks whether that's because there aren't any or because they're (laughs) in an underground bunker preparing for the day that they storm our castle and destroy us (laughs) it's yet to be seen well there are two bolts on that door so go ahead and try folklorists um jenna actually suggested three stories uh one of them, the Snow Queen, is one I've been saving for winter times again because it's a, a sure. good winter time. It's story. August. Yep, we're not coming there, up. Not there yet. And while I like to dream, we're not there yet. 
Um, the next one is The Firebird, which we might read next week. I have read that one before, and it is a good one. That seems more... Augustian? Uh, yeah. That sounds like Georgia August. <laughs> Temperately appropriate. <laughs> and the one we're going to read this week is uh, Tamlin, which is a ballad. And let me tell you, it was fun to sort through. I bet. And note, because it's a song written in Scottish brogue. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. Uh, Luckily, her friend has a website, um, tamlin.org. That's T-A-M-L-I-N.org. It has a lot of juicy information on this particular ballad to pick through. So those of you who are actually studying folklore professionally... And not just ripping it apart on a podcast for your own and others' entertainment. This is the one episode of value to you. Well, this episode won't be, but we gave you a link to a website that will. Okay. Yeah. So, without the help of this website, I would have been lost and clueless. (laughs) When I I know some Scottish bro, like I can, I can translate "ken" and I can translate "in" and "twa." Yeah, I can pick through a lot of it. I figured out broded. Broded makes sense in context. Brody. And, and a boon. I figured that one out without help. Um, there's one part of this that I was just like, what? Should we be explaining these for the readers? Uh, we'll get there. Listeners, whatever you I, do. I translated this out of Scottish brogue for the notes. Oh, well, I wanted to hear it in Scottish brogue. <laughs> so you just translate it back. Yeah, it, it took me a little while to... to and by a little while, I mean I never figured this one out until I found the notes on the website. As green as Oni glass. No idea what they were talking about. I know it now, so hooray. And what does it mean? Uh, you'll find out. Alright. Spoilers. I have all of these links open in addition to my own notes so that I can reference them throughout. Including the really helpful in-depth page detailing the variations of this story. Like different things that happen in other versions. We are reading today from the um, this website, sourced this as 39A. It's supposed to be one of the most commonly known versions of this story. The variants? Yeah. Um, this is sourced from the English and Scottish popular ballads from 1882 to 1898 by Francis James Child, who cites Johnson's Museum, 1792, communicated by Burns. So this goes back a bit. Sweet. You guys ready to hear it? Yeah, let's dip in. Yeah. Alright, so this ballad begins with the narrator uh, forbidding any maidens who wear gold in their hair to come or go by Carter Hawk because Tom Lynn hangs out there. And Carter Hawk, or Carter Ha, is a um, like a wood in a farm area on the Scottish border, like near Ettrick Water. Is, like it a, a, is it a specific like a forest? Yeah, forest? It's, it's an actual real life location that you can go to that is referenced in the story. Oh, that's cool. It's Tamlin turf. Yeah, that's that's his gang territory. See that uh, the graffiti and the etchings on the trees. <laughs> uh, the narrator then continues to tell you that all that go by that area have to give him something, either their mantle, which is like the outer garment. <sighs> Or their rings, or else their maiden head. Oh, oh boy! It's Which... a little, it's a little more intense than ass, grass, or gas. 
I thought Dan Lin was going to be a little cooler. No, he is not. He's yeah. He's sounds like a bad guy. The or else phrase makes it sound like you either have to have rings or like a sweet jacket. Yeah, like it better be good stuff. Or or yeah. or else is this that this is everyone you said. I think all the maidens. <laughs> okay. Men, women, so, animals, it doesn't matter. He specifically forbade maidens. Right. So this this still applies to them. Yes. But anyone else can pass through fine? Maybe. Okay. Most, or they're just they are just forbidden. Mostly it's it's ladies whose movements have to be monitored. Mm. Um then we just jump to Janet. Hey Janet. <laughs> um Janet has gathered her kirtle. A little above her knee, and that was like a mm. medieval garment thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's braided her hair above her brow. What color hair like, is it? It doesn't say okay. specifically. And she is running after Carter Hawk as fast as she can. Surprising. I don't know if she like listened to the narrator or. Yeah, did Janet hear the first part of the song? <laughs> so she just booked it. Yeah. Straight there. Yeah, she's like, this is where I want to be. Does Janet have the troll toll? find it weird that they don't give her hair color. It is are, one of the more important there parts a ton, of it. <laughs> there are a ton of Irish and Scottish songs where it's that is prominently featured. Uh, she finds Tamlin's steed hanging out in uh, Carter Hawk, but he's not there at the moment, so she plucks a, what I'm assuming is a double rose. It's a trois rose, but hmm. she just plucks it once. There's two roses? It's described as a double rose in one of the... Um, Notes. I'm not sure mm. from this website or from a Wikipedia summary. I went to a lot of sources try, to try like, to understand what was going on here. So it's a mutant. Does, does it have powers? It's a mutated rose. It's a rose hydra. Might be really valuable, actually. Yeah. Do you want infinite rose sales? <clears throat> yeah. The Wikipedia summary says that she plucks a double rose. It is a trois rose, and that trois sure. is two. Sure. Um, so whatever kind of rose, she plucks it, and then Tamlin shows up. He's got like ADT on his roses. <laughs> got what? ADT on his roses. The security company. Yeah, the little alarm went off, mm-hmm. and he he showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asks, "What the hell she thinks she's doing, coming here without his permission and taking his roses?" And uh, she responds that Carter Hawk actually belongs to her because her dad gave it to her. Oh, nice gift, Dad. Is that true? I don't know. Did she is, present... Is Tamlin going to have words? <laughs> Did she present documentation? Uh, she does not have a deed on her person. At least the, the song decided to tell. Um, and then she continues to say, I don't have to ask your leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she's running home to her father's house. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to... Speedy retreat. Uh, and his house is, in some of the notes, described as a, a hall. So it's mm-hmm. not a peasant house. I appreciate the frenetic editing style of this ballad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reads like a screenplay. Uh, it's like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, and that was, that was the end of that particular phrase of the ballad, was her just running off. <laughs> like, it repeats that she had curded up her... Or, kilted up her kirtle and braided her hair and all of that stuff mm-hmm. from the beginning and then she runs away to her father's house um then the next line just describes 24 pretty ladies playing a game of ball ball just some kind of ball game baseball they're in a league of their own 
What kind of ball? Scotland ball? Racquetball. Uh, four on 20 ladies fair, we're playing at the ball, which means ball. Okay. Were, were they playing with a ball, or were they having a, f- a fake ball? I think ball game was what it was translated as. Okay. Like, I think it's a spherical object for the purpose not, of play. Not a, not a dancey time? Nope. I think they're just chucking balls at each other. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It's a rec league dodgeball team. <laughs> and Janet comes out and she's the prettiest of all of them. Because she hasn't been hit in the face with balls. <laughs> yeah. Her face is still intact. It's not just bruises. Um, next, the 24 ladies are playing chess and... Janet comes out and is looking green and sick, and that's what the um, green is only glass phrase was talking about. Mm. That she looked sick from from experiencing chess. <laughs> I mean, chess might do that sometimes. Is it like high level play? I think low What's level. Is it low so, level play chess will oh, make you sicker. Okay, <laughs> so like either either they are all chess masters. And and the level of play is so bewildering to her that she becomes ill, or okay. she's so far above them like that... How, how does the horse move again? They were using chess pieces like pogs. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I jump your pawn, I get to take it, right? She heard someone at one of the tables yell, King me, and she just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> she, she heard someone yell, Yahtzee, <laughs> and that too... <laughs> to, gracefully exit uh then some old knight shows up and chastises her uh, because her condition will lay the blame on all of them the men i think this got really confusing just a knight comes and yells at her um informing her i guess that she is pregnant you should smile more (laughs) stop looking so sick yeah so yeah the knight chastises her for appearing ill um, putting in his in his vision, putting them in danger of blame, which I think is like, yo, lady, you look a little ill. You've got to be pregnant. We didn't do it, but it's oh, gonna I look see. like we did. Uh, so are they in cahoots together now? What old knight and her? Yeah. No, um, old knight just shows up and yells at her for being pregnant. Oh. And she basically tells him to shut up and wishes him an ill death. So like anti cahoots. Oh. And then she states that he and the other men aren't the father. She's not going to give them the name of her child. This is escalating rapidly. Yep. Um, Then her dad shows up and says in a meek and mild kind of way that she definitely seems to be pregnant. Which is kind of an unusual dad response. To... uh, She is not married, I assume. No, she is not. She is a lord's daughter. Well, if she is not a maiden... Not anymore. But... Did something happen in the forest that wasn't said? In Tamlin times, camera panned up. <laughs> I assume that's what's going on. Where are we in the timeline? Uh, we are post-Tamlin, but... <laughs> this is a Tarantino movie. <laughs> uh, she says if she is with child, she has to bear the blame, but there's no lord about your hall that I will give the child's name. And goes on to say that if her love were a human knight, and uh, he is an elf... She wouldn't give him for any lord he uh, that her father might have around here because uh, this guy rides a pretty sweet-ass horse who is shod in silver in the front and gold in the back and is faster than the wind. This is the, the father? Horse. Father of her child. The uh-huh. horse is silver in the front and gold in the back? I think shod in silver. Okay. 
<laughs> not made of. Got it's just it. a mech. <laughs> he rides through the forest. They hey, call that, it a horse because they don't have a better word for it that's, yet. <laughs> that's sweet husband material. <laughs> On a steel horse he rides. <laughs> Is it Bon Jovi? <laughs> um, so she once again kilts her green kirtle, braids her hair up above her brow, and goes back to Carter Hawk as fast as she can. Uh, once again, that sweet-ass horse is just hanging out there. She picks some roses, and Tamlin shows up and tells her to stop picking roses, and then asks if she intends to basically abort their baby. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, in some variants of the story, she's going to get herbs to abort the baby, mm-hmm. and then Tamlin's like, hey, wait, 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 wait. Hold on now. Is this his plan all along? Is he just trying to get babies out of this? See um, Rumpelstiltskin, but with a more direct approach. Yeah, we'll like there's out. none of this name guessing, baby stealing nonsense. It's just like, did you come through my forest? Okay, you you are now a receptacle for does, my alien seed. Does he release spores? <laughs> he might. Maybe. Maybe. Is he a fungal man? Maybe Tamlin is not a man in the traditional sense. He's more of a concept. Mm. And giving up the maiden head is like breathing in the spores. <laughs> also, they're alien, because how could they reproduce with humans? If never mind, let's just go. This isn't going anywhere. She asks basically if he was a Christian, which I think in this context means human. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because uh, elves are typically mortal portrayed as so who non-Christian, and then. Like, there's the good Christians, and then there are the elves. Who's an elf? Tamlin. Tamlin. And he responds that once upon a time, he was an ordinary person hanging out with his grandfather. They were coming home from the hunt on a cold and windy day when he fell off from his horse and then was stolen by the fairy queen to come live in her green hill. They always blame the fairies. Well, the fairies are stealing people just because they can't keep their seat on a horse. Fairies steal people whenever they face a problem. <laughs> it seems to be their default That's their solution. go-to resolution. What are we lacking? Let's find a person that does it. It makes Bring you, them here. It makes you wonder about what the capabilities of fairy society, that they don't have anyone who can solve these problems. Are they just a hive mind like they, seeking to assimilate? Like, they have to bring in outside contractors every single time well and the the majority of fairy stories like they're not actually capable of creating things they have to steal outsource so they either steal objects or people anything that they do create is impermanent like fairy gold tends to disappear Mm -hmm. so so you're saying yes yeah they, they their only ability is theft i think pratchett does Something along those lines with the uh, lords and ladies, like leans into that concept of fairyland. They they one. can't. Yeah, he does because the fairyland is portrayed as a parasite that has to latch onto another world <laughs> and steal its stuff because it can't function without it. So it, yeah, it's not even really symbiotic. No, it's, it is it's completely entirely, parasitic. Yeah, yeah, and and all the fairy present fairy tales we've read. It seems to be either a parasitic relationship or just an antagonistic, you're a sheep now because you wouldn't kiss me (laughs) relationship. Well, the baker woman 
was symbiotic, but she no. was receiving gold, so who knows how long it actually existed for. Yeah. Long enough for her to, like, profit from it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, if you get fairy gold and you spend it fast enough, <laughs> it's not your problem anymore. <laughs> spend this before dawn. You'll be good. Usually you hear, don't spend it all in one place. You need to spend this immediately. Yeah, I I wouldn't spend it all. Ooh, is it harder to track if you spend it all in one place (laughs) or if you spread it out? You gotta just invest it in Walmart gift cards and see what happens. Yeah, you you have to transmute that money into a more permanent form. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's really good. Gordy is hatching a new fairy scheme. Cause then, cause yeah, cause then it's permanent. And what are they gonna do? You bought it, fair and square. Give them a fake name. You do like you do like <laughs> manufactured <fair> manufactured <laughs> spending on your on your credit card that way. Maybe is there a way to get some free flight miles out of fairy gold? That's what I want to know. So you can do it by. You'll just you'll have to contact fairy customer service to get those questions answered. Uh, all right. Uh, Tamlin says that Fairyland is uh, is pretty sweet, some pretty sweet digs to live in. It doesn't sound like it the way that we have just been discussing it. <laughs> well, that's us. I don't know that I believe him. That's that's our problem. <laughs> um, uh, there is a tiny issue in that every seven years they have to pay a tithe to hell, and since he himself <laughs> is so fair and full of flesh, he's pretty sure he's the tithe this year. Oh, why hasn't he been the tithe? Did he thus just, far in his life? Did he grow into this good flesh in the last seven years? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a fresh catch. How often is the tithe? Seven years. Has he? Has it been seven years since he was kidnapped? I don't. Have think they been fattening him up? He's an elf. Yeah, not a fairy. Right. Well, she's called him an elf. But he's not a fairy. He was taken in. Right. Correct. Yeah, he was stolen. It does not give us a timeline for his theft. It was just once upon a day, which is a very imprecise measurement of time. Are they trying to extend the amount of time on their interest rate? Like, check out how good this boy is that we're sending you this year. Not only does this pay our um, interest, it takes a good chunk out of our principal. Exactly. I think you'll agree. Hell... This is a really good boy we're sending you. Check out how fair and full of flesh he is. This is primo boy. Coming down the pipe. Uh, so he tells her that Halloween is the day that they do the tithe, and he wants her to save him from it. And now it's time for the... I kind of like the idea that Halloween is tax day for the spirit world. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't know why, but that just... <laughs> That tickles me in a way. Because I enjoy it. Like, we all have, we have fun. We yeah. dress up and we go get candy. And all Spirit the, world is stressed and out And, like, that day. all the ghosts and stuff are feverishly working. <laughs> they gotta get to Spirit Post Office by <laughs> 3 o'clock if they want any chance of that. Yeah. Getting in there. Alright, uh, so now the song has to do a detailed list of instructions for her. Yeah. So... He tells her the fairy folk ride at midnight, and for whatever reason, they have to wait for a little bit, miles cross. Uh, my impression from this poem, and I might be reading this wrong, is uh, waiting at miles cross helps them ensure that they will win their true love. I guess fairies are really worried about that. 
like most middle schoolers. <laughs> if we wait at this place at midnight, our true love will show up. I don't know. I honestly don't know how I feel about fairies. <laughs> Given everything that you have presented to me from these stories. The original line here is, Just at the murk and midnight hour, the fairy folk will ride. And they that wad their true love win, at miles crossed, they mon bide. Like, they, they, they have a lot of problems. They don't have a lot of solutions to them. Except they're for kind stealing. Of, they're kind of lazy. And their priorities are whack. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need cakes and babes. <laughs> Step one and two. Um... I think those are some pretty sweet priorities. Those are good priorities, but not when you have like the demons of hell breathing down your neck. Right. Not when you well, not when you owe hell a substantial amount of something that you are tithed for it every year. Good boy seven flesh. Years. Every seven years. Right. It's a pretty easy one. And yeah. when you when you cannot produce any goods or services in your society. <laughs> You just got to lay around. You should not be taking out loans if you have no way to produce. <laughs> and they're always having parties in their mounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who th- are these do people? Think, do you think it's not that they, like, that they <laughs> are basically in... basically college students. They can't produce anything right now. They are poor. They party all the time. And cakes and babes, top parties. <laughs> do you think people who came up with stories of fairies do you think they their intentions were to come up with a people whom they could hate for living like such frivolous lives i mean May most well of the be. time they are villains so yeah like these they're these, a scapegoat these these hard-working laborers of olden times farmers and the like mm. came up with these people who do nothing are layabouts and are awful we can't so that we could hate on them. We can't actively be mad at the landed gentry because they have the authority to kill us all. Right. So we'll we make need up. we need someone lower on the totem pole to kick. We'll make up a new landed gentry, and those people will exhibit all the traits of the landed gentry. They can't produce anything on their sure. own. They have to steal from the common folk. Sure. <laughs> they Is just it... want cakes and babes. Fairies were political cartoons. Yes. <laughs> That's true. About kings and queens. It's just subtle satire <laughs> that didn't point to anyone in particular so that no one could get in trouble. Is it that fairies, like, their race is incapable of producing stuff, or do they just really don't want to? I think it's both. I think they don't care to try. And they have no skills. But even if they did, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be get able to. <laughs> Alright, so she asks how she's supposed to recognize Tamlin among so many strange knights, and he says, Well, I'll be riding a white horse, so ignore the black and brown ones. Fair um, enough. What happened to the gold and silver horse? It's just the, the shodding. <laughs> Shh. It's just the hooves. Shh, let me have this. <laughs> it's the hoops. Also, if that's not enough, he'll be wearing a glove on his right hand and nothing on his left hand, and he'll also tilt his hat and comb his hair down. Which sounds like a good, like, Okay, Cupid meetup description. <laughs> I'll be in the blue shirt, holding I, flowers. I think next time you do an Okay, Cupid or Craigslist meetup, you need to like, all right, one glove, one on glove the right on, hand. one, one glove, glove on left hand, sock tucked into pants, and I'm gonna hat dunk, tilted. I'm gonna dunk my hat in a cool way. 
he tells her that she's supposed to pull him from his steed once she finds him, and then expect that the fairies will then turn him into a bear, and then a lion, and then a red-hot iron bar. And no matter what, she's to keep holding on to him while this happens, and he won't hurt her. They're just trying to scare her into letting him go. So and, it's, it's just illusory. Yeah. And what is their purpose again? Um, they're paying hell him. with him. Okay, <laughs> why, does she, why does she have to go? Because he doesn't want to be taxes. <laughs> so Also, how... he put a baby in her. So she owes him? Yeah. He has his own taxes to collect. She seems to think that she likes him. By going, by going with him... Is she going to prevent him from being a sacrifice? That's what this whole thing is. Yeah, she, She's but... leading him out afterwards. She's supposed to tie and, him down and, from his horse. And as we have said, sure. fairies cannot do anything. So yeah. they're just, they're just going to try and trick her into stopping. <laughs> no, but don't. Is, right, <laughs> but is there... I feel like this is a bad plan. So after... Why not just not go? Well, she thinks she's in love with him. Because he put a baby in her. Because well, she's in Can't they school. just not go down this road at all? Like, if they're going to go down and then come back out. I see what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying just leave now. Yeah, like, skip this middle part of going in so they can leave and just, just well, go away. I think legally he belongs to the fairy queen because she plucked him off the ground after he fell off a horse. It needs to appear as if he was stolen on tax day. Ah. See, the, the horse... <laughs> He needs to. He needs to be misfiled. Yeah, the horse is horseback is not the fairy's jurisdiction, and when as soon as he fell off, he was in her land now, mm-hmm. and she has absolute control. So he belongs to her until he's taken off of another horse. <laughs> he just has to ride fairy her. law. <laughs> we gotta go full cycle on horses. They are very litigious. <laughs> Uh, after he's turned into all these things, if she's kept a hold of him, uh, he will turn into a uh, hot coal, and she needs to throw the hot coal into a well, and then once he hits the well, he'll become a naked knight, and so she'll need to cover him up. With- I think I see what his plan is. <laughs> yes? He'll become a naked knight. Yeah. How does that? How is that differentiated from a naked anyone else? <laughs> Um, he's real buff. Isn't isn't knighthood based around gear? No, I think primarily. I think it's a title. Isn't it sweet loot mostly? I well, I think it's a title. To get the title, you have to have a certain amount of gear stored up. He's also implying that he's going to be swole as hell. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to be naked, but I'm also a knight, so mm-hmm. you're going to like that. It's going to be good for both of us. Um, also, she'll need to cover him with her green mantle and hide him from sight for a little while. I don't think this is a good plan. Just put the put a thing over the well. Yeah, just boop. <laughs> that hides him from sight. Yeah, he's invisible now. So the night that she's supposed to do this comes. She wears her green mantle and she wanders over to Miles Cross. Midnight, she hears the silver rings worn on the bridles of the fairy horses just jingling away. <laughs> She ignores the black horse, and she ignores the brown horse, and when she sees the white horse, she drags the guy off of it. <laughs> You're coming with me. She oh. drives the guy off drags, of it? pulls him down. Oh, drags, okay. Yeah. By the hair? Probably. He did wear like it down. To, I like to believe. And this is him. Oh, this jaunty hat. <laughs> this is, this is, what's his name? Tamlin, yeah. 
And then she clings to him while he goes through various animals and hot inanimate objects and then throws him as a coal into a well. Everything goes as planned. Are they in hell now? No. They were on their way, but they stopped at this place so they could get some sweet babes in the future. (laughs) Is she stealing him from the fairies? Yes. Or from hell or both? Both, kind of. (laughs) She's stealing him okay. from the fairies who are taking him to hell as their taxes. Okay, so they're not going into hell. No. Gotcha. Again, what does this... I have a couple things. First and foremost, what does it say about fairy society that on tax day is when they decide to stop and look for babes? <laughs> I right. think they cannot right. even do that task. They have other the things. one thing expected of them. I don't think they're actively looking for babes. But I think stopping there just grants them the good luck like, they need to find if, babes later. Okay. If on the way to the post office, like <laughs> you happen to go past Babe Crossroads, like aren't you going to slow down and just take a little bit of a look? What, what, no, you hit it on the way back once this? you get your no, job done. No, look, see, this is basically a polka stop for babes. <laughs> Like gotta gotta swipe for their babe pokeball so that later when a sweet babe comes up, they've got enough pokeballs to catch it. Gotcha. So yeah, they're just they're pausing to, to they, swipe there. They have to raise their their BPM. Secondly, I've discovered another thing that I dislike about fairy tales <laughs> and their structure. Just as a as a whole, as a generalization, for the most part. Okay. A lot of these stories. Somebody, when giving instructions on what to do in these upcoming events, they tell you literally everything that's going to happen, so it is no longer exciting when it happens. Yeah. Like, if if when she was dragged, like, if he had said, hey, some stuff's going to happen to me, don't worry about it, just keep going, and then he turned into a bear, <laughs> that would have been more exciting that is and a surprise, instead of him saying, I'm going to be a bear, keep going. That is more narratively interesting, yes. Yeah. If you're watching Ocean's Eleven... And they come up with their plan. There's like, and this is how we rob the bank. Yeah. And then they do it. That That's not a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, just a guy telling you, like, it, that's not a good movie. I realized this when you, when you just said the things that he described happened. <laughs> because we don't want to go through it a second time. I've done we that already in know the past, what too. Exactly. Like, the instructions are given. We know about it. And then those things happen. Moving mm-hmm. on to the next part. Mm-hmm. So, um, now that Naked Man is hidden under her mantle successfully, the Queen of Fairies speaks out from some kind of bush, um, saying that whatever, whoever got Tam Lin has got a stately groom. Uh, then in the next line of the ballad, I guess she realizes, oh wait, they took our taxes, <laughs> and gets really mad. <laughs> Whoops, that's not just a slab of beef that they took. So at first they were proud of him for getting a babe. Yeah, whoever got Tam Lin has has found a sweet ass. So they, so they look like the leader of the fairies like looks back and smiles, and one tear runs down <laughs> her cheek. She goes like, "He made it. It, it worked." And then, oh, good shit. for Tam Lin. Oh wait, the <laughs> shit. Tam Lin is taxes. We filled out our ten ninety nines, and we don't have the scratch. on our yeah on our on our ten forty. It definitely says one Tam Lin. And when we turn that form in, they're definitely going to expect a Tamlin with it. (laughs) He is being filed as single. 
Um, so she gets <laughs> That's another problem. They yeah, have to redo the whole sheet. They, yeah, they got to throw that sheet away. Start over. Uh, she gets really mad. Wishes shame on uh, Janet's ill-fared face, and an unpleasant death for her. Also, for stealing the hottest knight in her company. Fair. This is just what they wish upon her. Yeah, the, the fairy is like mad. It's like. I hope you feel ashamed. Also, I hope you die in a fire because he was really hot, like the hottest, and now he's gone. So there are two, there are two weapons against transgressions against fairy kind is illusions and passive aggressiveness. <laughs> yes. Um, this last part was not clear, but the notes on the website said like, that this is the fairy queen still speaking. Because uh, at first I thought this was Janet talking to Dude, because it's the very last stanza of this version of the tale. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting some kind of conclusion happening between the main characters. Uh-huh. Uh, it reads, But had I kinned Tamlin, she says, What now this night I see, I would hae I w- I taen out thy twa green een, gray een, and put twa in in o tree <laughs> which translated <laughs> if i had known tenlin what now this night i see i would have taken out your two green, gray eyes and put both eyes in a tree which i thought was a weird thing for janet to say <laughs> <laughs> unless she was saying that during labor maybe yeah <laughs> you did this to me <laughs> says your child um, but this is the fairy queen, apparently, um, wishing that she'd t- torn out Tamlin's eyes and put in eyes of wood. Okay, so he, she wanted to put tree eyes in his face, <laughs> so <laughs> basically. He, so he couldn't. Right. I th- I th- what, is this just a way of minimizing his this, babe-snatching capabilities? I think this is more just passive-aggressive yelling she got her anger out on the other girl by wishing her to die in a fire and she just stomped on the ground and said I should have given him tree eyes (laughs) yeah (laughs) when I had the chance if only I had like you do when you're mad (laughs) this never would have happened um in other versions of this tale she wishes she'd turned him into a tree or wishes she replaced his heart with a stone or wishes she'd paid the tithe seven times to hell before losing him or expressing fear that now she is going to be the sacrifice <laughs> that seems likely or praises her janet and wishes her well good on you <laughs> so those... so somebody somebody took that story and decided they wanted to make the fairy queen redeemable yeah. in the end uh, but the best known version of this is the one where she wants to tear out someone's eyes and replace them with Wood. With tree gunk? Yeah. Tree eyes. Um, in other versions of this story, it does once again shift back to Janet and Tamlin, like you would expect a story. Mm-hmm. To conclude? Yeah. Is this the end? Yeah, that was the end, when she just, I wish I'd put your uh, wood, wood in your eyes. I wish oh. that was what oh. happened. Yeah, kind of thought there was going to be more. Nope, that's the last line. Um, in other versions, Janet takes Tamlin home. And gives birth to their child the next day. One or the other of those. Or both. And their and child is what? Half-elf? 
It's got one pointy ear. Crying. <laughs> Pooping. Sleeping. <sighs> it's all well and good for the fairy queen to want to do all those things to him. <laughs> we are aware that she cannot do any of those things, though. Yeah, that's why she has to scream it from a bush. Right. <laughs> I guess they have to make a lot of idle threads <laughs> that everybody knows. Like, don't don't listen to the fairies. They they have no follow through. <laughs> There's nothing they can do except kidnap you. They're gonna forget that they said it 16 seconds out, like when we're out of sight. Yeah. So so that is the end. That's the end. All right. Well, we've already started discussing a little bit, but we have to put in music here. By law. So, do you guys want to hear any of the variant bits? How varied are they? Um, there are like whole sections that weren't in this version. Um, there's like a part where they're not, they don't like pan up the camera and they actually tell you what happens with Tamlin and Janet. Oh. Is it good? Uh, in some versions he just takes her by the hand or the waist. In other versions, he both takes her by the hand or the waist and asks no leave of her. So no, not really. <laughs> mm, um, not great. In a couple of the versions where he asks no leave, she then searches the woods for her departed lover for some time. Departed lover? Yep. In other versions... Was that omitted from this one? Yeah, that one. A this, subplot? Yeah. That was the reason she was headed to the forest? Uh, no, I think after Tamlin takes no leave of her, oh. or asks no leave of her, she's like, hey, where'd you go? Time to hunt through the woods. Oh, so he leaves at breakfast. Yeah. Um, she does and not always very go clingy later. <laughs> this Tamlin guy kind of sucks. I don't know why they all want him so much. Because he's a naked knight. Yeah, but he's not very respectful of people's boundaries and uh. takes off. He's not reliable. In one version of the story, she just gets trapped in the woods for a while. Happy that's omitted. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, This is the bystander commenting that she's pregnant. Of the options, Old Knight is the dumbest. What? Wait, what? In other versions of the story, uh, one of those maidens comments on it, which would make sense. More sense. Um, and others, it's her sister, or her mother, or her brother, or her father. Anyone who would have the reason to talk to her. But it looks like in the vast majority of these versions, just some elderly knight is like, Yo lady, you pregnant. And it makes me sick. <laughs> and I hate it. Can we go piece by piece on these things? Sure. Beginning of song. We get backstory of Tamlin. Kind of. Or, just like... or we get his his terms of service. His reputation, like, hey, don't go through these woods, right? Are we just piecing together the plot again? I'm trying to. Okay, yeah, that's So we good. learn that about, he, he has his type picked out. Yeah, and, and what, then... And his ask grass or gas system in place. Yeah, and then we cut to... Lady runs up to forest. Yes. Says, this is my forest, dad said so, nana nana boo boo. Runs off. Runs away. But not before they have sex. Right. In some variants. Yeah, not before he gets her pregnant. She goes, sees 
some people playing a ball game. Mm-hmm. Checks that out. We have to assume that this is the same day because it didn't tell us otherwise. I guess. So she's immediately pregnant. I guess. Um, she goes and scopes that out. Makes sense given the parasitic nature um, previously discussed. Wait, of what? Of fairies. Oh, that she would be pregnant so quickly. Right. Yeah. And sickened. But is she? does she have a fairy baby? No, she was a human. She's a human. He's an elf. No, he was a human. Right, but was converted. And then converted back to human. But does that mean... But but, but, uh, at the time of conception... I don't think he was turned into a fairy person or an elf. She describes him as one, Uh but she didn't know. She had to ask him later, like, hey... What are you? Yeah, basically... (laughs) Um, it's not very polite. And I think some interpretations of the story are that she's asking so she knows whether or not to keep the baby. Hmm. I see. Because if it's going to be some kind of like monster hybrid baby, she wants no part of that. Right. So, okay. So he give, he impregnates her with a regular time human baby. She goes and looks at a ball game. Would a half fairy, half human baby be a person who starts a lot of projects and doesn't finish any of them man there are a lot so. of us out there man. <laughs> i think so um hmm. yeah i have a few unfinished projects um then she goes and checks out the chess games mm-hmm. gets sick the the ball and chess matches yeah the the highland games as they're known <laughs> yeah she is sick there right old dude shows up informs her that she's pregnant and it, that it sickens him. Yeah. Well, Maybe. I think he's more upset because the blame will At be her put... display. Well, the blame will be put on them. Right. Like, she is pregnant without... No and, one knows who did it. And pregnancy moves so fast that it's gotta be somebody in this room. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is the implication. Well, I mean, she's a lord's daughter, so she probably doesn't go out that often. Right. So. Um... So she goes to Tamlin then? She goes back? Well, her dad, her dad very mildly says, hey, you're pregnant. In some versions of the story, she is also advised to, like, take care <laughs> to of that. shore that up. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes specifically seeking herbs to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in this story, her dad's just like, hey, preggers? Hey, don't. And she's like, yeah, it's none of your guys. My guy's cool. He's got a sweet-ass horse. He's got the dopest mount. <laughs> he's got it's it basically tricked their out. exchange, and then she runs off to go see him. Uh, uh-huh. And he says, sorry, babe, can't. I'm taxes. <laughs> like, I can't, can't care for you and or this baby. I think more like, hey, babe, I'm taxes. I need you to fix that up for me. Let's, I'll scratch your bag. By which I mean, take care of the baby I helped make and put inside you if you scratch my back, a.k.a. get me out of being taxes. It's like... So it was a long con. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It's like if this guy got you pregnant, and then you go to his apartment like, hey, um, got this problem, thinking about dealing and, with it. And you're in on it. Uh, and he's like, wait, no, don't. But first, I need you to pay my taxes. <laughs> And then I'm, so I'm like, free to go. Like, hey, can you can you look at this 1040? Can it, I know I got you pregnant at all, but I'm being deported. Can you help me out with that first? Yeah. 
Uh, I do need a green card. That feels like the equivalent here. Is that what he... he maybe he just needed a green card. He needed a human card? Some kind of visa situation. And then they do the plan. Right. And it works. Yes. And the fairy leader is happy slash outraged. Depending on your variant. Okay, so... Or worried that she's going to be taxes now. How many other women did Tamlin do this with? Is she the only one to get pregnant, or has he had a pretty good success rate there? He does it once every seven years. He's always the taxes? Because I kind of like that better, that the fairies are determined <laughs> to, pay to, him to, un- to unload him. And every seven years, it's this wacky escapade of, how's Tamlin going to get away from us this time? <laughs> <laughs> like, they do... Their, their their one core competency is kidnapping. Yeah. So they probably can get him back if they want him. <laughs> Next time that boy falls off a horse, <laughs> he's ours again. It's like the second he touches the ground, he's back with us. And maybe they have an agreement. Like, if he manages to get away, they will, like, they will only kidnap him after the taxes have been paid. For that year. Yeah, or for that. He gets a seven-year reprieve. Yeah, and then until he's taxes again, and the next time, like the game's afoot, and they're gonna find a way to catch him and keep him. Now, there's a, a really good article on this website about like the consensual nature of the Tamlin Janet hookup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in those variants that I talked about, where he takes her by the waist or doesn't ask her leave, those are I think later additions to the story, mm-hmm. which this is describing as parasitic verses, changing the meaning of the original, and it points out that in version 39a, the one we read, she the warning's given first, but right. then she's like, making herself look hot, like braiding her hair, okay. putting on some cool stuff, and so the interpretation there is that she's going to seek him out because she heard about this whole like maidenhead thing, so. Like, and she's kind of into that idea. Yeah, she's depicted as maybe, a, a headstrong. Yeah, maybe we've woman. got this wrong. Maybe that is just a service that he provides. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is, and if then, he if he is as good looking as everyone seems to think, maybe it is highly sought. Which would explain why she's oh. very defensive of him and his sweet ass ride. When she gets he home to her dad. a male prostitute. How big is the gigolo scene in Scotland? <laughs> well, there's at least one. It's a Scottish word, isn't it? Gigolo? I yeah. believe so. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like, isn't that Doric? <laughs> Sorry, Scottish people. <laughs> I, have, I have ancestors among you. So I think that that's also a more fun interpretation. Like, yeah, I like that better than just something something untoward happened in the woods right like because that's no good for anybody is that revisionist though no i think the something untoward happening in the woods was revisionist oh because those are later versions those are afterwards yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently there's one version where he's her brother so like interesting revision basically mm-hmm. fanfiction.net <laughs> Of olden times, uh-huh. got a hold of this story, and they're like, "Let's make this the worst." I was gonna say that I do appreciate the modular nature of this story. Yeah, you just cut chunks out and slot in different stuff. It's yeah, the joy of ballads. They depending come in, like, on stanzas, yeah. you can just depending take on out. what you like, this may have been the seed for Game of Thrones. 
but she's kind of a more interesting character that way. Like, yeah, if she if she's in control and she knows what she's doing, right? I I prefer that obviously to. And the narrator kind of takes on the voice of the patriarchy, like, "Don't go, ladies." <laughs> Don't go. He'll... She says, "Now nah, I'm gonna." He's gonna. <laughs> He's if you gonna... go into the woods, he will. He will work you so good. And she's like, "Huh." N- none of the lords around my dad's house are any good. Because she does kind of imply that when she's her dad's <laughs> like, like, "Hey, um, honey, are you like, are you pregnant?" And she's like, "Yeah, dad." And it's none of these <laughs> not losers. One of, <laughs> not one of your dorks. Like, Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> none of these nerds. I went out and found me a real man with a sweet ride. I went out and got some King of the Forest D. He knows how to please a lady. Because she is very defiant and stands up for him from the beginning. And his horse. And his horse. I mean... I appreciate that the most. Like, Look, Dad. He has a sweet ride. He's like, Look, before Dad. you say anything... It's none of these nerds that you work with or have... <laughs> like, tried to set me up with I found this guy with a bitchin' Corvette <laughs> he's got a sweet jacket he drives a Porsche dad he rolls his own cigarettes <laughs> grows his own pot he's beholden to no man he's off the grid he lives in the woods <laughs> <laughs> my guy is so good fairies want to pay him his taxes <laughs> to hell <laughs> Fairies consider him currency. <laughs> He's just that much of a slab. That's a, that's a more fun interpretation of this, I think. I think so. Who plays him in the movie? Him? Yeah. Uh, Is it John Bon Jovi? <laughs> no, well, John Bon Jovi does the soundtrack. Um, Is it both? Written, produ- written directed, <laughs> produced, acted, starred soundtracked by John Bon Jovi. It's a vehicle. I'm seeing him as Channing Tatum. I'm not Channing, sure. Channing Tatum. Not sure why, but... I mean, that could that could work. Or a young Kenneth Branagh. Could work. If he's Channing Tatum, can we... Never mind. I got them confused. Who? I was gonna say, can we, can we take the chunk out where it says he's a fairy and make him a half-dog man instead? <laughs> but no. that was... That's, that's the other guy. No... No, that's Channing Tatum. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Charlie Hutnam or whatever his name is. No, that's Channing Tatum. Okay. Yeah, I was because I was also gonna say, can he can, be a half can dog? Can he be a half dog? Space roller skater man. <laughs> um, can we get Eddie Redmayne in there? <laughs> is it just that same cast? Sure. Is this it, a re? Reinv- is this a reenvisioning of Jupiter Ascending? I think the story of Jupiter Ascending was lifted whole cloth from Tamlin. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it basically? Kind of. In Jupiter Ascending, you got... The fairies. You got the fairies. She does. people. Mila Kunis does get kidnapped by essentially fairies. They're riding a bunch of shiny things. She goes up to a big old space part. <laughs> There's a wedding, it's a sort of. Description. It is not not the greatest movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. I respect what they're trying to do. Um, does have a few plot holes. Just is a little bit hard to follow. I I think there is a lot of overlap. Any other thoughts on this week then? Um, How about that fairy queen screaming from bushes? <laughs> 
It'd be good art, I think. That might be a good shirt. Hey, you got a cool groom. Also, fuck you. <laughs> Can you make Tamlin and Fairy Queen as, like, the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote? <laughs> She's always trying to catch him. You will be taxes. <laughs> he keeps getting away. I have nothing else. I think we got this one. Okay. Do we cast her? Mila we Kunis? Just, okay, we're just pulling. I, yeah, it, it is a straight okay. cast import. If you want to see the Tamlin movie, just rent. <laughs> Jupiter <laughs> Ascending. <laughs> Give that a watch. Pay close attention whenever Eddie Redmayne's talking. <laughs> okay, well that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks again for listening. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, Patreon, mm-hmm. all by some iteration of WT Folklore. And uh, thank you, Jenna, for submitting this one. And and possibly next week's. And possibly next week's. And possibly another week after that in one. the future. And uh, thanks to unnamed friend of Jenna for putting together the website that turned that incomprehensible mess of brogue into something that I can read and understand. Yeah, no kidding. So that's going to do it for us this week. We're What the Folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.